Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome to Voice of the Church. My name is Pastor Greg Bilsma, and I will be bringing teaching from God's Word for the month of February. I'm very thankful to do so. I'm always thankful to be able to teach from God's Word. The Bible has always been and always will be foundational for the needs of the people in every season of life. But if you're anything like me, right now you may feel this more than ever. You see, in our society, it feels more than ever that we can recognize and acknowledge our need for God. You see, so many things in our culture are changing. So many things are bringing challenges. I don't know all the statistics, and I don't want to fight about them. But I do know in my corner of the world, with the people I interact with, there are men and women and even children and teens who are facing greater levels of stress and worry and anxiety than they've ever had before. And as we enter then this series of teaching and voice of the church for the month of February, we want to be asking the question, what are we doing? What are we to do when there's all kinds of added stresses and strange confusion changing views, facts and truths and fake news. How do we behave? What do we know is real? And how does it govern our lives? You see, it was a preacher by the name of John Piper who said this, you don't have to know a lot of things for your life to make a lasting difference in the world, but you do have to know the few great things that matter and then be willing to live for them and die for them. That's going to be something of our focus. We don't have to know a lot. But God gives us enough. God gives us what is certain and sure so we can anchor our lives in it and have a foundation in life. So when the storms come, the tree is not uprooted. Rather, we can be settled on what is truly essential, truly important. What we'll be seeing that's truly essential is the beauty and call of God in Christ Jesus. If you are studying God's Word with us and have a Bible, I encourage you to open it to Luke chapter 12. If you're just listening in on the radio, you can simply listen as we read. Our focus for the next month will be on Luke 12, essentially verses 16 through 34, with a focus on Christ's teaching not to worry. That begins in verse 22, when Jesus says to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat nor about the body, what you will put on. But before we get into Luke 12, verse 22, we need to ask the question, what is the therefore, therefore? When Jesus says to us, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, it means that what he's teaching us now is anchored to what he just taught us, what came just before. And that will be our focus for today. From Luke 12, verse 16, we read these words from God's word. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? 
So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. This parable is considered the parable of the rich fool. And the story is told by Jesus of a man who is doing very well for himself. He had so much money and so many goods, he didn't know what to do with them. We could think perhaps today of the Elon Musks or the Bill Gates of the world that just seem to have limitless funds. And so this man said to himself, what shall I do when I can't even store all the wealth I have? And then he had his great answer. He would simply build bigger barns, bigger storehouses, bigger warehouses, so he could amass wealth beyond imagination and say to himself, everything I need for the future is there. Be at rest and enjoy, because I have enough to take care of myself. It's this story that Jesus uses to warn us and teach us about how we are not to be people who worry. What's the connection? Why is the therefore present in verse 22? What, what is Jesus doing with this story? There's a few things we need to see and understand today. First of all, the story of the rich fool is the story of each and every one of us. This is the general trend of the human race. We take care of number one. We do what we can to make sure our future is secure, that we can live in ease and joy now. Now, this is not entirely wrong. It's okay to make plans for the future. In fact, the Bible calls us to do so. And so you may have a time in your life where you're saving up for retirement, and that's not a sin. The problem that came here is that this man looked to all he had accumulated, all he had done as his hope for the future. The reality that Jesus sets before us is that when we do so, we're a fool. Because we don't even know what the future brings. And for this rich man, he suddenly was called home. He died. And he went to meet the living God. Everything he stored up was worthless. And he came before God. And because he was not rich before God, we understand that he would have faced judgment. Now, let's come back to some of the questions we began with and asking how we live and what we do in our current situation. It is a tough time. And people have been facing stresses of far greater magnitude than at least our generation has faced in the past. Although, admittedly, some of us have faced great challenges and we don't want to undermine that. But what do we do with this? One thing we realize is that God has never called us to put our hope for the future in what we could control or what we could save or what we could do. The rich man is a fool Because he looked to himself to find his security for the days to come. And he was not, said Jesus in verse 21, rich toward God. You see, one of the things that we're being taught with all the turmoil that's happening politically, the turmoil that's happening in terms of viruses, all the things that are before us, one thing we're learning is that we can't control our future. We can't control what comes down the road. And if our security is based on knowing when COVID-19 will disappear or knowing when our lives will get back to normal, if that's our security, knowing when the stock market will level out or, or be dependable, if that's our hope for the future, 
We stand as fools because we're building our hopes like a child building a sandcastle too close to the water. He may invest a full day of time in the burning sun to make the best sandcastle on the beach, but the first wave that comes will destroy it all. You see, Christ is teaching us that the key thing we need to understand is that we must be rich toward God. The most important thing in life and the greatest security we can have is not from how much money we have or or not even from our physical health or not even from knowing when we'll get to see those we love the most again. The greatest hope we can have is knowing we have an inheritance. We have a reward with God. Do you know this? Do you have a hope that is beyond simply the physical things and placed in a God and what it means to be rich before God? If if you don't, how do you get it? How do we gain riches in the eyes of God? The answer is to realize that there was a rich man who was not a fool. There was a rich man who, though he had everything, all glory, all honor, all riches, he left them all. He was God. He became man. He became poor for us, that we, says the Bible, through his poverty, might become rich. That man is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ became poor. He became man. He became as one who is in every way like you or I, except without sin, so that by believing in him we may have riches before God. And if we have this hope, if we have this assurance, That's what's going to give us strength for the day to come. That's what's going to take away our worry. That's what's going to be the anchor of our souls when all around us is uncertain and even when all around has fallen. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, Jesus Christ is the one who strengthens us for day-to-day living. He is our comfort. We have taught for many years both in life and in death. And he is that comfort Because he is able to give us what truly matters, not an inheritance simply for tomorrow, not enough money to get through, not a good enough retirement that we may relax, but a place in heaven with God that will never be stolen, broken down, ruined by illness, devoid of friends and fellowship, but will be one of eternal joy because this rich Lord became poor, that he might pay the price of our sins and make us rich in Christ. As we continue to study God's word in this week, we want to learn more about what it means to find our hope in Jesus Christ, to know peace because of him, to be free from worry and anxiety as we look to him. And we encourage you to continue with us in the month to come, to tune in and learn more of what God's word speaks. But if you're not able We encourage you to realize that even today, you can know what it is to have riches in Christ. Even today, you can know what it is to ask Jesus to forgive your sins, to give you everlasting life through his finished work on the cross and resurrection. If you'd like to learn more, we encourage you to to contact us with the information at the end of the broadcast. We'd love to tell you more about how you can find your riches in Jesus Christ. Amen.